welcome to Season 2 of Land Life. My name is Mindy Greenwood. I'm the Regional Agriculture Landcare Facilitator with North Coast Local Land Services, and I'm the host of Land Life. In Season 2, we'll continue to bring you a new episode every month that focuses on farm productivity and healthy environments. We've got some excellent collaborative content planned for this season, and we're also planning a few bonus episodes where we'll bring you some exciting stories about the work being done to protect and enhance biodiversity and natural resources across the North Coast. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, work and play. From Bunjalung, Gitabul and Gumbangia country in the north, to Yagel, Dungadi and Biripai country in the south, we pay respects to the people and elders past, present and emerging across all the nations on which we work and extend that respect to Aboriginal people listening to this podcast. Tropical soda apple is a highly invasive weed that was first found in the Upper Maclay in 2010. Native to South America, it has invaded multiple continents around the world and can form dense thickets within a very short time frame, impacting on farm productivity and biodiversity. TSA is amongst the highest categories of weed control in New South Wales and brings with it an enforceable control order that we all have an obligation to enact. In today's episode, Ashley Goodwill speaks to the DPI's State Priority Weed Coordinator, Kylie van der Kolk, and Kempsey Shire Council Weed Officer Greg Egan about the threat TSA poses to the North Coast. Greg, can you tell us a bit about the history of tropical soda apple in the Kempsey Shire Council region? What is your experience of controlling it and, and what was the energy like when it first came in? Were people very concerned about this weed? Uh, yeah, it was first brought to our attention in around May 2010 and it was the plant um, was given to a couple of people by some landholders for ID and it wasn't known of what it was. I sent off a um, sample plant off to the herbarium in Sydney and it did come back as tropical soda apple. So we were, we were quite disappointed in that. And then we had to look at the options, you know, what do we do now to get rid of this? What were the residents worried about when they found this weed? Was that their businesses impacted? Was their land impacted? What was their main concern? They've seen this plant moving very quickly, so it's spreading very quickly and the potentiality, you know, for that to spread onto their lands because it was people downstream that were very concerned that it was going to end up on their properties, which it did, you know. As time went on, it did, you know, spread to those people's properties. And we had flooding in 2011 that, you know, we've seen a lot of tropical soda apple fruit move downstream. We've seen tropical soda apple fruit in trees um, where it got up really high in the um, flooded areas. You know, and then we had flooding again in 2013, and that's when the numbers of tropical soda apple really started to increase in numbers down the riparian zone of the Matai River. So here in Kempsey, we did intensive, you know, mapping of tropical soda apple down the Matai River, and that happened from, you know, July 2013 through to around December. And we seeing that, you know, tropical soda apple just in the Kempsey Shire Council area from Blacksburg flat down had spread 120 kilometres downstream. And the infestations, you know, that were up in the upper catchments and around the Bellbrook area between Bellbrook and Blackbird Flat, you know, the infestations were very, very high along the whole Maclay River. And there was thousands and thousands of plants. And that was quite scary for us because we were seeing that this plant was on the move very quickly. Now, we know that tropical soda apple is a control order weed 
in the whole of New South Wales. Kylie, can you tell me a bit about what that means from yeah. a DPI perspective? So, yeah, as you mentioned, there's a weed control order, a biosecurity control order, um, it's actually termed, and there's only four of those in the state. So there's really only four weeds that have been identified by the Deputy Direct- Director General for Biosecurity and Food Safety in New South Wales as having this level of control placed on it. So that in itself is quite significant. So basically the biosecurity control order is that anyone, any owner or occupier of the land, so that includes landholders and also public land managers, but no matter who you are, if you find the plant, first step is you should contact your weed officer. So that might be um, either your local council weed officer or in some cases it might be a county council. And then basically from there, um, the plant needs to be eradicated. Anywhere where it occurs in New South Wales, the plant needs to be destroyed. It includes all of its fruit and they must continue to be eradicated. There's also restrictions on movement. So some animals can eat the fruit. They don't eat the leaves, so that's part of the issue, but they will eat the fruit, which contains the seed. And so there's restrictions on if you suspect that you have animals that have eaten the fruit of the plant, then they need to be held in quarantine for a certain number of days so that they don't transport the fruit. Also, obviously, you can't sell the plant or do anything like that in New South Wales. And if you fail to comply with the control order, we don't often, but we can issue fines of up to $2,000. You know, in most cases, we try to encourage people to, you know, protect their own property first and do the right thing because ultimately it's not about the fine, it's about the impact this plant's going to have on your land. So we do do a lot of communication and engagement and try and work with people first. But when you get someone who's being negligent, then, yeah, we can issue fines and we have done in the past as well. In a nutshell, the control order really just highlights that it's illegal to have this plant on your land and do nothing about it and that we will follow up on it. Yeah, it's really important to understand uh, that that there are those obligations in place in controlling tropical soda apple on your land. And so you mentioned that you have to destroy the fruit and all parts of the plant. And is there a time sensitivity to that? Ideally, you'll be controlling it before it produces fruit because there's no way that you'll be able to eradicate a plant if you're still allowing it to fruit. So that means, yeah, if you're working on it a six-week time frame, then you're going to be fairly safe. That'll cover you for summer as well. And then and then you need to remove all the seeds as well. So as I mentioned earlier, if you spray the plant or even if you pull out the plant, the seeds within the fruit can remain viable. So if you already have found a plant that has fruit on it, the best thing to do is to remove those and put them in a bucket with a lid and then the weed officer will be able to advise you on how it's best to dispose of them based on your local government area. Everyone has slightly different rules, but, you know, that's where the advice comes in and that's why the first step is to make a call, basically, and say, I think I've got a problem here and I'm going to need some advice. That's the main thing. And in terms of timeframes on the movements of cattle, studies have shown that after a cow eats the fruit of a tropical soda apple plant, the seeds will remain viable in their stomach for six to seven days. So basically that means if that cow or any time that cow um, passes and has manure, the seeds will be 
in that manure and that they can regrow from that for that six to seven day period. After that, they have found that the seeds are no longer viable, i.e. they won't germinate in the cow pap type thing. So, yeah, if you can hold them in a smaller paddock, you know, somewhere where you can monitor and easily control, maybe near the house or something, and then that's ensuring that you're not spreading this this nightmare weed to someone else who buys your stock. What risk does it pose to your livestock? Greg, maybe you can talk about the experience in Kempsey Shire for residents who have tropical soda apples? In the earlier days, we had, um, there was a test site up in the Upper Macquarie. Uh, this paddock was around, I think, around 30 acres or something. And, and when we first identified the plants there in August 2010, there was only a couple of scattered plants in that paddock under the trees, under cattle camps and... You know, it had been, fro- been frosted and everything, so, you know, all that was exposed really was the fruit of, on the plant. So the cattle sort of had free reign into, you know, eating all the fruit. What that proved, though, in the months after that is, well, you know, we got, you know, spring rain, we got winter rain, and that 30-acre paddock became around 90% covered in tropical soda apple. Um, that paddock also became a test site where they tested, you know, the chemicals and everything sort of what could be registered in Australia to use on tropical soda apple. But that paddock really proved how quickly tropical soda apple can take over land here in the Macquarie, the same as it did in the USA. So, you know, we all had to change. We had to create change or force change and ask ourselves, you know, can we afford to allow this plant to take over? What's the benefit in controlling it compared to not controlling it? Uh, What's the benefit to protect our reputation as farmers to ensure we don't send out CSA carrying cattle off our land and how can we now put better measures and practices into place to make sure we don't intentionally spread this plant to other landowners. It was a significant time for change and it still is, you know, a time for change, a time to take action and take responsibility and we all have to be good farmers and neighbours and, you know, we need to be good sellers and, you know, keep the value of the land. And Greg, can you tell me of any success stories in the Upper Macquarie or Lower Macquarie where people have acted quickly in controlling tropical soda apple on their land? We had farmers in the Upper Macquarie from right from the very start that they knew tropical soda apple was going to be a problem on their land. So, you know, there's farmers that went on and did consistent work and to make sure that plants never ever produced, you know, fruit on their property and really... All they need to do now is go around the riparian zones of their property to do to do inspections and everything and pull out those seedlings that might come up. And I think the key thing there was quick detection and having that um, inspection program in place and act on the plant immediately. So I've seen a lot of farmers go and do this on their land in the upper Maclay and, and the lower Maclay in the mid-catchment where they've gone and they've done the work and all they have to do now is go around you know, every two months or so and they just pull out any seedlings and some of the times they're not even finding anything. And so, you know, that is that is really, really good because these people have been amazingly vigilant on making sure they don't have tears on the land because one, they didn't want it there and they don't want it to have the impacts on the land. So they've done a really, really great job. And then, you know, we've, we've had some properties that, you know, that were found recently, you know, that people didn't know um, tropical soda apple existed on the property. So they've been sent information, everything from the weed officers from council. And, you know, they were given like a certain period of time to control it. But, you know, those people got in 
immediately and pulled out every plant. They And some of those plants had fruit on them. They removed every plant. They removed every fruit. There was nothing left there, and they acted very quickly because the benefits were they didn't want it, you know, spreading on the land. And also they were complying with the control order because they were sent information, you know, that had to comply with the control order. And, you know, it was really good that these people got in, took the action, and because... And now they're on board that they will never, ever allow another tropical soda apple to grow because it will be pulled out on detection, but they will never, ever allow it to fruit. I guess my last question to both of you is, why is it so important that everyone learns about weed management? And what is one way that you could encourage our listeners to become more active in weed management? I think if we think about, um, you know, what is the best for your land? And then also, what is the best for the environment? You know, for tropical soda apple, like Kylie said, you know, we have a tropical soda apple for a security control order, so we must comply with that. We need to be good neighbours and not, you know, spreading tropical soda apple onto your neighbour's land and make sure, you know, that you do the best practice methods of, you know, putting cattle in, you know, a TSA-free paddock seven days or so before, you know, going off the land and making sure, you know, right now that you're doing... Um, the best thing to make sure you're sending off a quality product of our tropical soda apple because getting rid of tropical soda apple, this isn't about anything other than what is best for your land. This is for you and it's for the greater good in destroying all tropical soda apple out of the environment, whether it's public land or private land. Right now, we need to get, everyone needs to get rid of it. And I'll just add to that. We, we have tropical soda apple on the north, in the North Coast region of New South Wales. But it's so important that we're at the start of the invasion curve here. So it's, we have it we have it in a few locations on the north coast. The tropical soda apple actually can spread and can inhabit lots of different areas in Australia. There's a website called Weed Futures, and you can actually type in Solanum diarum, and it will show you that this plant can grow in most of New South Wales, Queensland, Northern Territory, Western Australia, Victoria, and Tasmania. So, you know, the effort that we're making here is not only just protecting our neighbours, the rest of New South Wales, it's protecting Australia and agricultural industry in Australia, as well as the natural environment, you know. So these plants, obviously, as I said, the cattle will eat the fruit, but they won't eat the leaves, so they'll take over your entire farm. You won't be able to graze it anymore. They're also going to impact on, um, you know, the ability of the native animals to be able to move through the landscape. They can impact on native plants, you know, by competing for resources and things like that. So it really doesn't matter whether you live in town, in the bush or on a farm. Yeah, it's a really good idea just to be aware of the weeds that are out there and, you know, which ones are likely to take over at your place. That's it. I think that's a great way to end, Kylie, just to remind people that it does take a bit of effort now, but in the long run, we will all be so much better having controlled this plant early and staying on top of any infestations as soon as they pop up, especially controlling the plant before it develops fruit. When it comes to weeds, there's no shortage of resources to help you enact your biosecurity duty. If you think you've seen TSA, your first port of call should always be your local weeds officer. There's information to help you figure out who that is in the episode notes. For information on identification and control options, download the WeedWise app on your smartphone or visit the WeedWise website. 
Landcare are also an excellent resource to tap into if you need help with weeds. Again, there's info in the show notes to help you find your local group. You can also seek out the assistance of private weed control and bush regen contractors. And finally, the TSA Task Force are on Facebook. Search for Tropical Soda Apple New South Wales on Facebook for information, stories and support in controlling TSA. And if that's not enough, you can always contact local land services and we'll help get you moving in the right direction. Call us on 1300 795 299. This podcast is jointly funded through North Coast Local Land Services and the Australian Government's National Land Care Programme. 